Welcome to Fathers of the Faith for Covenant Kids, where we look back on the church fathers who raised the ramparts which defend our faith to present day. On this episode, we are continuing our series called Complementarian Kids. In this episode, we're going to talk about what it means to be a godly girl. Let's take a closer look. My name is Grant, and joined with me is my beautiful wife, Erica. Hello, everyone. Our oldest child, Lila. Hola, todos. <laughs> What's that mean? <laughs> that means, hello, everybody in Spanish. I'm technically... Awesome. So I'm technically just copying mom in Spanish. <laughs> and our middleest is Edward. Hello. And our youngest, teeniest little sapling is Nora. Bonjour. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, you're funny, Nora. You guys having a good day so far? Yeah, it's been a good, a good Saturday, and tonight is going to be awesome. so much fun. Awesome. Why is tonight going to be so much fun? What you doing? We're going to our friend's birthday party. <laughs> Amazing. Nora, are you ready to eat some cake? Yeah, it's stuffed with Ready stories. to play with your friends? Yeah. Eddie, what are you excited to do stuffed. at the party? Play games and eat a bunch of cake. That Five slices. Good. Five slices, okay, well. <laughs> I don't think so. Probably not. <laughs> Probably just one. Probably just one. Let's get into our topic for tonight, which is what it looks like to be a godly girl. Okay, Nora? Do you think that godly girls act differently than godly boys? Sometimes, right? There are some things and some ways that godly girls act that are different than godly boys. We're going to talk about what some of those things are. Some things... Godly girls and godly boys do the same. Like, every Christian should be loving. Every Christian should be kind. Every Christian should read and know their Bible. Like, how you should follow the fruits of the Spirit. Right. Mm -hmm. Every Christian should have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of them, allowing them to act like Christians. But, like we talked about before, there are certain jobs or tasks that God has given to a girl that he has not given to a boy primarily. So, Nora, do little girls, if they're practicing to be godly women, should they be practicing being the leader and the protector? No. How come, Nora? Because they're not the um. Because boy. those... Right. And so what's the job for a girl? What are some of the things that are the girl's job? Baking, taking care of the kids, time for doing the work... <laughs> the one. So Nora, you br you brought up a couple things that are kind of associated with the woman being more home focused, taking care of training and nurturing children, and then also providing meals for the family. Is that right, Nora? Those are the kinds of the things you were thinking of? Yes. And that would all be correct because God has given the woman the role of keeping her home and being the manager of the home. And being more homeward focused. In Titus 2, Paul is instructing the women to be homeward focused, meaning that their primary responsibility and the place that their focus mostly rests on is their home. It doesn't mean that mommies can't have a job outside of the house or that women can't volunteer in their church or help to you know, take care of other people's kids or things like that. But it means that a godly woman's main focus is her home. Contrasting with the job God has given to men, men are supposed to be outside the home, right? 
and being the leaders and protectors of their home, but they're supposed to be working outside the home in order to provide for his wife and for his family back at his home. Do you see how both complement each other and how it works together? So if the daddy is outside of the home working to provide food and money for the family, making sure the family is safe, and the mom turns around and takes the money that the dad has earned and uses that money wisely to make yummy meals, to invest wisely in other people and her children and her children's education. It makes the home a glorious, beautiful place that the daddy wants to come home to and the whole family can live happily together. Don't you think that's a great plan? Yes. That sounds like a pretty awesome family, right? Especially the good food part. And then they can invite other families into their home and teach other people about Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds it's like, like a, a cycle. Yeah, yeah it is. exactly, Lila. Good, good point. That's how God has designed for families to grow and flourish. Uh, it's like when, in the Bible, when he fed all those people. Jesus fed all those people. It's like that. So what you're saying is, even when mommies feed their children, we are mirroring what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. Jesus fed people. And mm-hmm. so when a mommy feeds her people, feeds her little disciples, a mommy's acting like Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Good point, Nora. <laughs> so this is an important thing that Nora brought up, that when we act as God has designed us, when a girl acts like a godly girl and a boy acts like a godly boy, we are actually making Jesus look great. Because we're displaying what Jesus has done. When a man or a godly boy is protecting and rescuing his family, he is mirroring or displaying how Jesus rescued his family. And when a girl is feeding, loving, caring for, nurturing her family and building a beautiful home, we are mirroring what Jesus did for us how he's preparing a home for us with him forever, how he feeds us, how he nurtures us and takes care of us. When we act as God designed for us to act, we are making Jesus look great. Now, our culture lies to us, though, and our culture is lying to women all over the place. Lila, do you know what one of those lies is? You can kill your babies? Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. That you can have abortions and just kill your babies. That's true. That is one of the lies. That having a baby isn't worth your time. There are better things you can do than raise babies. But that's kind of what the Bible, that's kind of what God said to Eve to be fruitful and multiply. Right. Right. That's why feminism is a lie. And feminism is just a fancy word for women who are in rebellion against how God designed a woman to act. They want to take on the boy's role. Another lie that they are telling women all the time is that they shouldn't be homeward focused and that they don't need to be. They can if they want to, I guess, is what they say. But you really don't need to be. If you want to get a job and be outside the home just like the men is supposed just like the men are supposed to be, then that's totally fine. But then what happens to the home if the mom and the dad are off at a job all day long? Basically means that the home is being abandoned, right? right? Yeah, and the home doesn't get all pretty. But 
where has God designed for discipleship to happen? Where kids should grow up and learn about God? Where is the most important and the most crucial place that children learn about God and are raised up and discipled? Um, in the home. In the home. In the home. Right? Don't we do family worship all the time and we pray and read and talk about theology and learn about the Bible together? Yep. That's where you guys have learned the most is in our times talking together, right? Where do babies yep. learn how to walk? At home. At Where do babies home. learn how to talk? At home. So if all of these things happen in the home, and babies learn in the home, and children learn in the home, don't you think it's kind of dangerous to go against God's plan and just say, no one needs to take care of the home. No one needs to be the manager of the home. Yeah. That makes me want to faint. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Please don't. <laughs> so... The other thing is that God is trying to do what with the whole world? What's God trying to do with the whole world through his son, Jesus? Save. God is saving the whole world through his son, right? Yeah. And so the jobs that God has given men and women in the home for women and at the workplace with men, and then both of them serving God in their proper roles in the home is building a Christian world, building a Christian culture, right? Isn't what we have talked to you guys about before? Yeah. In our Sabbath meals, when we ask the kids questions, catechism questions and stuff like that, we bring up um, this topic of how a girl can build a Christian culture. So Lila and Nora, you guys both have an answer. When daddy asks you, how does a woman build a Christian culture? What is your response? A woman can build a Christian culture by building her home and remaining busy in it. And that means that a woman's most important job is being busy in her home, making it what God has called her to make it. By being busy and not lazy, and by taking her job seriously, that she's the manager of her home and God has entrusted a lot to her. Yep. Building her home is having kids. Right? Bringing in other families, women, and children to disciple Mm -hmm. and care for. Because you have your friends come over sometimes. Yep. These are all ways that women can be busy building and expanding God's kingdom by having babies, by discipling other women. And making sure that that the home is structured so that family devotions can happen. Right? So even now, you guys help me with this, right? Even though you don't have your own families yet. Yeah. You guys help me by doing what kind of tasks during the day? How do you help me manage my home? We set the table. Set the table. You joyfully and cheerfully help me do chores like laundry, sweeping the floor. what What is your favorite thing to do, Nora, to help me get ready for Sabbath? Set the table. Set the table. Nora loves making the table pretty, <laughs> don't you? Yeah, when mommy said, somebody set the table, I'm like, me, me, me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nora, what is your catechism question? When daddy uh, says, how else can a woman build a Christian culture, what do you say? By being fruitful and multiplying. By being fruitful and multiplying. That means that mommies, when you're older and married, you should have babies. Mm-hmm. Because then you're adding people to the kingdom of Christ by having a baby. Right? And That's a pretty raise easy it way. To be a godly baby. Raise it to be a godly baby, a godly mm-hmm. covenant kid. Mm-hmm. Also, if a woman, because there are some women who can't have babies, which is kind of sad, but 
God still uses them in other ways. And what are a, what are some of those ways? They can disciple mm-hmm. other, other women. women. Yeah. They can invite other women who need help being taught what's right and true into their homes. And they could show them, hey, this is how you can read the Bible. This is how you can love your husband. This is how you can make a yummy meal for your family. This is how you can practice the Sabbath. Sometimes, even if you can't have babies of your own, or you don't yet have babies of your own, Mm -hmm. you could still be engaged with other people, other women, in discipleship. And you're multiplying that way. You could be like, this is how you make a cherry pie pie crust. (laughs) Yep. And those are all important things that women get to do. We get to encourage and help other women learn how to manage their homes. As little girls, even though you don't yet have your own home, now is a time when you get to practice all of those skills and be watchful and learn how to read your Bibles and be a student of God's word because someday God's going to entrust little children to you and other women who he's going to call you guys to disciple. And you're going to have to have faithful wisdom and instruction to teach your children and teach those other women that God puts in your life. So now is a good time for practice. Ask your moms, hey, mom, can I help you so I can make dinner for my family someday? And you can learn all those skills right now as little girls. Learn all of the wisdom and godly instruction from your mothers. That's why I say, mommy, can I sit at the table? Yep. <laughs> and Lila is helping cook food all the time. I like to cook. Mm-hmm. So, parents, we would encourage you, get your children involved, especially your daughters. Mm -hmm. Teach your daughters skills that you are either learning and growing in or have mastered. Teach them how to do some laundry, how to fold some towels, how to help you prepare dinner, how to set the table properly, how to use proper table manners. Mm -hmm. Um, Time management. Yeah. That's a big thing. Even if you're a homeschool family, one of the things that Lila does for me a lot is she'll help me homeschool the younger kids because she already knows how to do certain things. Mm -hmm. And I'll ask her if she can teach a concept to Nora. And it's great for her to learn how to communicate and teach a child because someday I hope she'll have children of her own to teach. Yep. My encouragement to fathers of daughters is that you would encourage these behaviors and godly characteristics that your daughter should have when you see them. Encourage that in your little girls and praise your wife in front of your daughters. Before we close, we have a short announcement to make. We will be kicking Lila off this podcast. Lila will no longer be a member of Fathers of the Faith for Covenant Kids. You are no longer one of us, Lila. (laughs) You can't sit with us. And the reason why is because... It's not because we're being meanies. (laughs) Lila is graduating. She's going to be 10 years old soon. And we thought maybe it'd be a good idea if Lila and her friend Blaine got their own podcast. So what we thought is we were going to graduate Lila into the next class of podcasting. So Lila's going to be leaving Fathers of the Faith for Covenant Kids. And she's going to be hosting her own podcast with her friend Blaine. And it's going to be geared more towards preteens and teenagers. And they're going to be talking about some pretty cool stuff. Do you want to talk to them about what you're going to be discussing? We're going to be talking about what's going on in culture and 
and the wisdom the Bible shares with us. It's going to be really good, y'all. I think you're going to be going through some catechisms, too, right? You and Blaine. I think it's going to be pretty fun and funny and great for preteens and teens. Yep. All right. (laughs) Well, that's it for this one. We hope that this series has been beneficial and that this was encouraging and beneficial to you. We hope that you tune in next week again for another episode of Fathers of the Faith for Covenant Kids. See you next time!